All right, welcome back to another gear review. This is Bobby Ritu and the Mark Berry. The Mark Berry. The one and only Mark Berry. Yes. So we are partners <laughs> in creating content and we're also the hosts of Gear and Review and we love to talk about gadgets. Yeah. Today, we're talking about 4K. Correct. Do you like 4K? 4K is awesome. I love working with it and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. You know, we have only started buying 4K cameras in the yeah. last year and a half, only mm -hmm. because we really haven't had a demand for it. Right. So what you see in front of us, um, for our audio listeners, uh, we have a bunch of gadgets, cameras that we're shooting in 4K, full 4K workflows. But before we get started, there are people that ask me, what is 4K? Yeah. I come back from the old school that was standard definition, the square tube television and HD emerged in the 90s where it pushed the limits where it went to widescreen so the, sc uh, the screen went from square to more of a widescreen approach mm -hmm. in the uh, HD televisions we see today and now they're starting to pack more information in those widescreen televisions yeah. so 4k is basically 4,000 pixels across mm -hmm. um, a Typical uh, HD television, it would be 1920 pixels across. And so we, uh, in the world of 4K, in the television, if you buy one, they're pa packing twice the number of pixels inside that television to give you a richer experience of just, you can see more stuff. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of the day of when I saw HD for the first time. It hurt my eyes. It was so much yeah. So much information. Now I'm seeing 4K and 5K and 6K and 8K yeah. imagery, and it's so much information. It's so beautiful. Like it almost hurts your eyes. It's so yeah. powerful. And for our viewers out there that have experience with watching 4K video, you know, kind of like what Bobby was talking about, the, the revolution with HD, the difference with the 4K revolution is that the screen shape is the same. Right. But when you see a 4K video, you can tell it's not HD. You can tell it's something different because of the details are so, it almost hurts your eyes like you right. were talking about. Right, and you know, honestly, uh, uh, this week uh, is the week of the Masters, and the Masters will be broadcasted in 4K for anybody that has uh, that type of cable connection to be able to watch it in 4K. I think DirecTV and Dish might be offering the masters in 4k if you have a 4k television so you can see the beautiful greens even more richer yeah. and so it is really propping up so um one of the things i think would be interesting is to talk about um 4k and how we're using it um first it's all about buying the cameras to capture the image and so we got a bunch of cameras here that we have as a part of our arsenal um, from production standpoint. So we have the Osmo, that is a 4K image. We have our iPhone, that is a 4K image. We have this Canon M50, more of a, um, a consumer, prosumer, uh, mirrorless camera that shoots 4K video. Mm -hmm. We have the Canon 5D Mark IV that shoots a 4K uh, video image. We have the uh, Kodak, Pixie Pro um, it is 
the it shoots a 4K image is the uh, Orbit. Yeah. yeah, the Orbit 360. Yeah. And then we also have the um, DJI Mavic uh, Pro that also shoots a 4K image. Mm -hmm. And so we have really grown to love it and embrace it, each of these pieces. Let's talk about just using uh, the imagery once we capture it. Um, talk about from your experience as an editor, we just didn't jump in and start editing in 4K um, because there was just so much information. The file sizes were so big. Yeah, from an editing standpoint, 4K comes with a lot of implications. And uh, I've said this before, it's a very simple problem, but with a complex solution. The files are just gigantic. Uh, a five minute 4K file could easily be 100 gigabytes based on you know, depending on what you're using. Like with the 5D, sometimes the files can get really bloated. And that just comes with uh, some logistics, managing the media. And, uh, but we have found also in the workflow, there's other ways of using 4K uh, outside of the enhanced uh, visuals, right? Yeah, you know, we, we have gotten to a space where we will, we, before we start a project, we define if it's a 4K project or a high definition project. So if it's a 1920 by 1080 mm -hmm. high def image, or it is a 4,000 pixel uh, by roughly 2100 pixel image. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why is when we're shooting HD and we happen to use a 4K camera and record 4K, it allows us to take that image and put it on inside of an HD workflow and we can zoom in to certain spaces and not lose resolution. And so it allows us to pick and choose spots inside the video where we can focus in a little bit or zoom in or crop without really losing a lot of information right. because there's so much more information in there. Yeah. So that's one thing. Talk about, from your perspective, the media. Um, I'm noticing that when we record, we have to become really big media managers. Um, basically the speeds of the cards, but all, what's some other things that we're also looking at? We, we've had to go to larger um, uh, uh, size cards to capture basically three to four times the amount of information. Right, and again, it really goes back to what you're using. For instance, the Mavic 4 can use a 64 gigabyte card and it shoots in 4K, but you could fit pretty good bit of media on there. But on the 5D, for instance, to the point I made earlier about the bloated files, you could have two 128 gig cards. And I don't know the exact intervals, but it, it would fill up quicker than you would imagine. And that has to go back, that goes back to compression, codec support, quality, bit depth, that sort of thing. So a 30 minute interview will fill up a 64 gig card. Absolutely. Immediately. And so we're finding that we do a lot of interview-based production, and so we have to be mindful of the cards we put in when we're shooting an interview so that we can record as much as we possibly can. Yeah. And it also is teaching us how to keep those interviews very efficient in 4K mm -hmm. because you don't want to spend all this time in um, managing that much media when you only need two or three sound bites out of that interview. So a lot to think about there. Um, another thing that I think is interesting about this 4K piece that we're having to educate our clients about 
is that it takes longer in the editing process. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things that you're doing now that we're using more 4K workflows to really not enhance our, um, our process, but to make sure that we streamline it with more media? Well, you made a good point earlier. Before we even start a project, we identify whether or not it's going to be 4K or HD. If we do identify that a project's going to be 4K, it really does change the workflow in the sense that I have to create what you call proxy files. And that is basically taking all the media we capture and boiling them down to a more manageable size to edit with. And I edit, you know, we can edit the entire project. Maybe in HD. In HD. And at the very end, when we're done, we love how the edit looks, we replace those proxy files with the original 4K files, and then we export it in 4K. So you never actually edit in 4K, which saves on processing, power, and speed, and it allows you to get the 4K result without having to deal with those massive files. Yeah, we're also learning that we have to be very mindful of the type of, one, the computers that we're running. We have mm -hmm. to have extremely high processing uh, laptops or iMacs to be able to handle the size of those files. We have to have really fast hard drives and the hard, not only the hard drives have to be really fast, but the transfer, the, the cord that goes from the hard drive to the laptop has to have a certain speed in order for that information to go back and forth between the computer and the hard drive where we store the media. Yeah, it would take a really powerful machine to actually manage 4K files. If you're going to edit an entire project in 4K, it's best to use a proxy type workflow. And we can talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're noticing that the industry is allowing um, uh, content creators to do in 4K is we're noticing like places like YouTube. Mm -hmm. They are allowing content creators to upload 4K content so that you can view it in 4K if you have a screen that will support that 4K resolution. Right. And so more and more content creators are using YouTube and places like Vimeo to distribute content so you can view it in 4K. Yeah. Even um, places like Amazon Prime mm -hmm. and Netflix are starting to distribute content in 4K hmm. so that you can watch that type of media. Um, and so in order to capture it, in order to edit it, you also have to be able to leverage the ability to view it. Mm -hmm. If we shoot in 4K, we have a purpose behind it. Um, a project that was really important for us is um, a few years ago, we worked on a huge production telling a story of water. And it was a recruitment tool. And we knew that the final product was gonna be viewed on a big, huge 60-foot screen that leveraged a high-resolution projector that could view in 4K. And so we were able to create that 4K file to play into that uh, resolution um, uh, projector to put on a screen so when you're sitting in an, a 300-person um, auditorium, you can really enjoy the, the beautiful picture and the resolution. So 4K isn't meant for everything. We're not seeing it. I don't. So 4K, the 4K revolution is a little bit different than the HD revolution in the sense that HD was truly revolutionary. It changed the way we watched video. It changed the shape of the screens. It 
it was a huge step. 4K is a big step. It's, it's giving content creators new opportunities, uh, but I wouldn't say it's the same type of re revolution that HD was. And uh, what I mean by that is the, the, the opportunities that 4K is bringing to the table are more practical, whereas HD was more of a truly new viewer experience. Um, one of the things I think is important for social media content creators is does it make sense to create content in 4K just for social media? Well, my iPhone 10 shoots in 4K. And if I'm using it as a way to shoot video, to upload to Twitter, upload to Facebook, I can edit it on my iPhone. Yeah, that's great opportunity. But if you're actually creating content using traditional video production, you don't have to do it for social media. You can leverage um, more of an HD workflow that comes out of a simple DSLR um, and produce stuff that will go into Facebook because in that medium, you're only a lot of users that are uh, viewing social media content are viewing in their phone. And so their phones aren't built for that to watch that full spectrum of 4K imagery. So for your social media content creators, HD is perfectly fine to do it in. Oh, yeah. um, we are still producing a lot of our content mm -hmm. in HD and it is working so great. It's um, allowing us to create beautiful content and distribute it for people that can view it and leverage it as a great opportunity. So just because 4K is available doesn't mean you have to jump and just do it just to do it, right? right. Unless you want to spend a lot of money. Yeah, that always helps. Yeah, money money helps. Yeah. So, Mark, what can people take away from 4K? Should they just go out and buy a 4K camera just to do it? I guess if you have the money. But do you have to go do it right now? Or can you sit back and wait and see when the TVs will start getting into all of the households? I would say in a broad sense, it's really not necessary right now. But if you're someone that really creates a lot of content and you want to have something to give you a little bit more liberty in the editing bay, I would say go for it. Get a 4K camera and weave it into your HD workflow at first. Uh, as far as switching over to a full-on 4K workflow, I don't think that's necessary at this point. Uh, maybe, Unless you're doing cinematic work. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're doing you know high market cinematic work, it's probably already a market standard. Yep. Uh, but for for most people working in in-house departments, uh, kind of work kind of like what we do, I would say get a 4K camera or get an HD camera with 4K abilities. Start playing with it. Weave it into your workflow. Uh, play with the extra real estate that you get from it and see how you like it and uh, go from there. Yeah. Well, this is another edition of Gear and Review. We really appreciate your time. Check us out and also check out all the different podcasts we have on the Touchpoint Media Network. Go to touchpoint.health to check it out. Thank you very much. See you later.